he got someone pregnant. I'm Chris Nika. I was born in West Africa, Liberia. I live a partial partial of my life. I live with my grandmother that I, my, which is my mom's aunt, but I call her grandmother. I live with her from age five until nine ish. My mother came to the U.S. when I was five, but throughout my first five years of my life, she worked a lot. So I was never, I don't have memories of like my upbringing with her. My father, he was out of the picture at six months, I think. And yeah. I think the sense of abandonment affected me. So I think I was seeking that fatherly figure, like someone that could be there for me in every aspect. And I think not being with my mom for a while, because even when I came here, she was always working still. Relationship with my mom, it was, I didn't know her. So when I came here, it was like more meeting a stranger that you've been longing to meet the whole life. But it was complicated because she had a lot going on. <laughs> And we we were like strangers. At one point, I I didn't like my mom. That's the truth. I hated her for leaving me, and because I experienced a lot when she wasn't there, so that's what even affected me in relationships. Because I went through a lot growing up. So yeah, our relationship was terrible, but it's great now. That's my best friend. <laughs> so my ex, person I count, but. We met high school. Um, he transferred over from his old school, was in Lancaster. He moved to New York. First day I saw him, this is weird, but when I first saw him, I'm just like, this is, he's mine. Like, that's what I told myself. And we became best friends for a couple months, wait, for a whole year, actually. We were best friends. And then gradually everyone thought we should be together. So females that liked him, when they tried talking, they stopped talking to him because they felt like he and I would just be better together. So we finally, after graduation, agreed to start dating, in, which was 2018. The beginning was great. He, he was always there because we started dating, when was it? May, like June 2018. We went to college in August. It was great. We were always together. He his school was he he went to school in maryland so he was always driving from maryland to pa like literally we saw each other like three four times a week back and forth after high school yeah he went to college in maryland and i was in pa for college and it's just he was always back and forth like i remember my friends will make fun of me like because every single day he was there like he was like two hours away, but he was always there. And it was great. Like we did a lot of fun things together. Um, he was my best friend. Like we did everything together. The little things, cause for me, I don't really care for going out. Like I'm not that materialistic and stuff like that. So it's just like the little things that matters to me. So spending quality time was everything. And we did all that, like all the fun stuff that I imagining movies we did that before things gradually started going left he i forgot to mention he was like the main important person in my life like 
my little brother, but he was like the second most important person. I had a lot of things going on from home with my parents and he was that support system that I needed. And gradually he kept being it for me until after a year, he started like behaving weirdly. I had dreams about it and my dreams are so accurate, which was weird. At first, he denied stuff, and he just started lying more than usual. Um, so one thing that was very clear, his ex that I knew, she messaged him on Instagram that she, like she was trying to come back, and I had the dream. I woke up, and I was angry because I'm like, why is she coming back? Like, I, like, I don't like the girl. And came to find out that same night, she actually texted him and she was trying to come back. And I don't know what other sneaky things they were doing, but it just, that was so clear. And like, even after that, that's when he started like acting. So I don't understand like the meaning of the dream because it could have been deeper than what I thought it was, but it's just his behavior gradually shifted. Like he went from being loving to this person that I didn't understand. Gaslighting. So we never broke up through the three and a half years. He kept, after the first year, it was terrible. He kept cheating, talking to female. I remember every time he went out, I'm like on the edge and I couldn't sleep at night. Like I'm trying to track his location because I just knew whenever he's with his friends, he's doing things that he's not supposed to be doing. And he always made me feel like I was crazy for it. Like, he really messed with my self-esteem, to be honest. Like, he made me feel like I was not anything, to be honest. And it just, yeah, it was a lot of cheating, a lot of lying, playing the victim. Like, he would do things, and then I'm apologizing for it. Like, it was toxic, very toxic. But I for some reason kept hoping that he would change because I saw a completely different person at the beginning. So I'm like, in my head, I'm like, he's a nice person. Like I saw the nice side of him. So he cannot be this person I'm seeing. So I, I thought I was the reason that I was pushing him to doing things because I had issues. But he, oh, yeah, this part, he got someone pregnant and I, it was like during COVID time, I found out about it. That really, really hurt and broke me. How did you find out about it? So he stopped really engaging, talking to me. He was being very distant and I thought something happened to him. Like I was stressing, like thinking, okay, what's wrong with him? Is he okay? And I gradually, I forced him to tell me what was going on. And he told me, he's like, okay. So I went ahead to Virginia, which is like three hours, two, three hours drive to cheat. It's crazy. And he met this girl, whatever, they had sex, she got pregnant. And then I, I forgive them. I did. He cried, begged, forgive them. And then, what was it, 2021? was at the beginning of 2021 he lost his dad i was there for him right after he lost his dad i was there for him he went ahead and cheated again with the, some older lady but yeah so in that i caught him in the act 
So that happened. I forgive again. And um, he, so I'm very observant. Like I pay attention to every details. And he had this pattern. I knew, okay, he goes to work at this time. Because he was working night shift, I was working night shift. We won't talk during the day, but we had a certain time at night we talk. Certain patterns we had, and he started to change his patterns. And I'm like, okay, why is it changing? But I never asked questions because he had this thing of like making me feel like I was crazy for thinking a certain way. And he went to work one day. He claimed that he had soccer because he played soccer. He had soccer, and eventually after soccer, he would go to work. But he texted me after practice that he was on his way. And usually when he gets to work, he let me know because I used to overthink a lot. And he didn't text me. So I'm thinking this man is dead, like something happened to him on the highway, like car crash. Throughout my shift, I'm stressing nothing. Like 3 a.m. I work. I'm like, you know what, this one, I'm going to just call his job because something happened. Like I called in his friends. Is he okay? Nothing. And I called his job and they're like, oh, he's not here. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like, what do you mean he's not here? So I'm thinking this man is dead. They're like, he had a car accident or he's scrambling, like somewhere in the streets, something. And nothing. So something told me to just go on Snapchat and check location. Like, you know, Snapchat shows people like previous locations. So I'm like, okay, I just tried that. And it said he was like in Harrisburg. So I'm like, okay, I'll just drive in the area to see if he's okay or like just to make sure nothing happened. And I kept scanning the location and I seen it was like next to a hotel. And I'm like, that's crazy enough that it's next to the hotel, like whatever. So I drove there and I saw his car parked outside and I tried to get them to let me in the room. I almost went in and then they realized that I was the girlfriend. So they did not let me in, but he came out and He's caught, like, yeah, and he lied again. But I didn't believe that part. I was ready to be done. I took a break for him for, like, two days, and he somehow managed to convince me that he was sorry. So it's just, like, that was, like, the pattern. Like, we kept going through that for, like, two years straight, just over and over and over. I kept forgiving, kept forgiving, because I just felt like he was the person that was there for me when I needed someone, so I just couldn't let go of that. I was scared to be alone. So the night shift job, I met this lady. She talked about God, what a godly relationship is supposed to be like. She drafted like a whole diagram of like what it is supposed to be like. And I realized that my relationship was not what God wanted for me. And I knew I couldn't leave the relationship. So I prayed like God. And through all the cheating, I kept praying, God, if this is not for me, give me signs. And he gave me signs. And I just didn't listen. So this time I stayed up all night, prayed for hours and the next that same week is just everything shifted like everything changed i decided to take a break from him i just needed time to focus on myself and he realized that he was about to lose me so he decided to be honest about everything and that's when he told me he went back to the girl that he got pregnant after she had abortion and i that was it and i'm like i can't do this so i broke up with him that night and my life completely changed. And that night when he told me, like he told me other things he did, but for me, the part that he got the girl, I, that night I felt like my heart really, like that someone took my heart out of my chest. Like I, that was it. Cause for me, it was like, he knew what I've been through throughout my life and he still went ahead and hurt me over and over. And I'm, I feel like if you claim you love someone, you just 
don't you can't hurt the, the people you love like i wouldn't hurt people i love so the fact that he could do that intentionally or whatever his reasons were i felt that was not love so i had to walk away and it was the hardest decision because this individual kept doing things over and over and over and i kept forgiving but i had to because i knew what i went through when i first found out he got the pregnant so i just couldn't go through that again all right so that night i cried a lot um the whole week actually i just couldn't stop crying i felt like like i felt so much pain i've never felt i've been through stuff but i've never felt that much pain in my life like the stuff that should have broke like it just that hurt and i remember i would have like really bad anxiety attacks like i'm crying i can't breathe nothing and he kept apologizing like this man changed completely like he started bringing flop like doing things that i that i wanted him to do that i kept complaining about he started doing it the week after he told me and i'm just like it was too late and that really pushed me because i felt so much pain i didn't know how to handle it my whole life when i feel pain i, cr- I prayed about it i just couldn't pray anymore i was so angry at god because i was like god why would you let me go through pain again like you know what i've been through like why would you keep letting me go through pain and i was angry i didn't pray um and then i met this girl that i knew but we weren't like close because i just never liked her but for some reason i started liking her as a person and she started giving me the worst advice ever and i started drinking excessively anything to help me not feel because i didn't want to feel any pain um i started smoking a lot like a lot is it helped me sleep, helped me just be numb. And I just started engaging to a lot of worldly activities. Like I've never, I was never the type of, I never liked going to clubs or drinking. Like I would drink here and there, but like not excessively or just doing crazy things. I just was not into that, but I was open to whatever just to make myself feel better. And I did all that and I, became a completely different person that I didn't recognize. And I knew that the dreams that I had for myself, I was completely getting off track because I stopped paying attention in school. I was intentionally failing classes, dropping out of class. And I was spending more time out of state. And every time I was out of state, I was high, doing something I shouldn't be doing. And somehow I thought that was helping me. And it did for at one point. And then I just started feeling even worse, like worse than ever. And it got to a point where it's just like, you could physically, it wasn't, it, it went from being emotional to physical. Like you could physically see that I wasn't okay. I went to the doctor. I thought something's wrong with me. Did blood work, get checked up. They couldn't figure out what's wrong with me. Cause it's like, I was, I did not look okay physically. And somehow I got to a point where it's like, even throughout the period, I started becoming introduced to like new age witchcraft. I knew individuals that practiced heavy witchcraft. I was okay with them doing it. Like I grew up in the church, but I'm like, you know, it's whatever. The closest person I was with at that time, she and her family were witches, warlocks, whatever. She first told me like, okay, because at first I was like, okay, I like this girl. She said, oh, my mom does certain things. I don't like my mom. I don't talk to my mom. And then I see her talking to her mom every day. And whenever she's angry, she's doing things to people. And I already repent. I asked God for forgiveness already. But it got to a point where 
I was angry at someone at one point and I went complaining to her and she's like, okay, you want to do something out of anger? I'm like, you know, I don't care. Just go ahead, do whatever you want, like this, that. And that night, that boy almost lost his life. And that's the honest truth. He, his car almost flipped over. He drove to Maryland, came back. His car was like literally messed up, like bumps, like this. Yeah, it's just whatever she did, it seemed like it worked. And after that, I'm like, oh, interesting. So it's like when I'm angry, like I will go to her, but I'm like, don't do anything just to talk. But like she will still go ahead and do things. I noticed that she was doing things to other people. Whenever she's angry, she did things to people. And it's just like at that time too, I saw the meeting. It's like everyone I met at that, like last year, they all practiced some type of witchcraft. I met individuals that their family, bloodline, voodoo priests, priestess, whatever they call themselves. It's just I kept meeting individuals that did something related to like from new age to like the actual deep stuff. Like, and I remember even though I wasn't praying, but one time I asked God, I'm like, God, like, why do I keep meeting these people? Like, that's weird. And I remember I would tell people, I'm like, fuck it, you could do whatever, but I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. And I think that's what kept me because I could have really hurt myself, but because I said those things, like I believed in it. So God actually covered me, even though I wasn't fully praying and seeking him. But so, yeah, so she was just doing things to people, um, doing like casual spells, making use of the moon. I didn't even realize people could use the moon to do stuff, but they love the full moon. Yeah, so it's just like seeing her do love portion of people. And that's what that was her favorite, doing love portion. So, yeah, so it just it went with all that. And gradually i had a concussion incident at work and for some reason god used that situation to pull me back and for me it still doesn't make sense like how do you go from having a concussion to coming back to god but that shifted me mentally like everywhere it was so bad to the point where it's just like i couldn't sleep at night so they having really bad anxieties i didn't understand what was happening like i'm freaking out like i just like my spirit knew i couldn't trust the girl anymore i couldn't trust anyone around me and i was like freaking out started becoming very suicidal like I had been in the past but this time it was like I actually was plotting like thinking of ways to do things to hurt myself and after that I'm like I, I got into therapy right away because I'm like this is not normal I need help and through that I started like finding my way back to God slowly like slowly and slowly like I started not praying but like listening to worship music I started going back to church just to listen and hear what God has to say. And I attended this like online Bible study like every day at 11 o'clock. And it's just from there, he started pulling me in and like revealing things to me. And um, I went through like my first actual fast that I fully wanted to participate in. I did that. And the more I got closer to him, he started showing me himself. And then I had the encounter with him which shifted me completely. Like everything changed after that. Just like, I remember one Sunday, they had an altar call and I'm like, you know, I just go up. Like I did not want to, cause I'm shy. I don't like people staring at me, but I'm like, you know, I'll just go up, pray to God and just give everything to him. And I stayed there until someone had to tap me to leave. I just kept crying and crying. I told him to just take everything away, everything from my childhood, any trauma, just take it away. And he actually took it away. So from there, I'm like, okay, if he could take that away, then imagine what else he could do. And and at that time, so I forgot to mention, it's like, I was terrified of the moon. 
full moon because it's like I knew that in my head because I separated from these people they will come for me because I it's like I felt like I knew too much and every full moon I couldn't sleep at night um and then it got to a point where it's like I'm literally I don't know like not to sound weird but it's like God opened my eyes and ears to hear things. It's like I'm hearing things moving around my house. Like I'm getting attacked every night. And it's just, yeah, and it's just been warfare. But God's been like teaching me and equipping me on how to fight against these things. And I think the reason I went through, because I asked God, I'm like, okay, why did I have to go through that experience? Because, you know, I could have went through the breakup, be sad. You could have pulled me some other way. Like why did I have to encounter people that are practicing witchcraft I still don't have to answer for that but I know that everything aligns to God's plan and I thought that he didn't love me I thought he just left me I thought he just wanted me to go through hurt and pain because I'm like I'm tired like I remember every year there's something going on like I the peace I feel right now I've never felt that much peace in my whole life and it's only because of God because I gave it to him because I told him to take control and he took control of every single thing and it's like like anything my life is is still in the process but i'm happy and i trust and i know that he's doing something and he's transforming me and i know that one day he will use me as an example to someone that's 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 what i want that's my heart desire right there just to be a blessing to other people and just so individuals can understand no matter what hurt you go through god can turn your story like what okay this is what i tell myself Whatever the devil meant for evil, God always turns it into a good. And I think that's a Bible verse, but yeah, like the devil, because the devil used that opportunity to keep me away from God. I could have killed myself. Um, there's a lot of other things I went through that I didn't even explain here, but that really could have hurt me, put me in weird positions, but God allowed me to go through it so I can see why i don't know but i know he has a plan and now he's shifting me and pulling me closer to him and yeah time will tell his plan but you just gotta trust god and not stay away from him because he pulled me but sometimes it's too late for other people so if you hurt just go to god and give it to him just ask him for help and he'll help you like he will meet you and you have to be intentional because i prayed against depression my whole life and i didn't get prayers answered but it's because I wasn't being intentional about it. So when I came to him with my whole heart, and I, what's the verse that says, cast your burden onto the Lord? And yeah, and I cast my burden onto him and he took control and he's been transforming me since then. So, If you don't know me, my name is Keisha and I am the creator of Women Redeemed by Christ. I just wanted you guys to know the mission behind this. Women Redeemed by Christ is a series of testimonies from women about dating mistakes. The mission is to help women understand that all they need is Jesus. Instead of waiting for a man to come and save them, I want women to know all you need is Jesus and that you shouldn't make a relationship an idol. A lot of times we put the man that we're with above everything else. It's so easy for men and women to get caught up in the person that they're dating and forgetting that Jesus should be in first place. Always number one in our lives. God is love, God is a provider, and he is all you need. Cast your burden upon the Lord and he will sustain you. Many women end up looking for love in all the wrong places. God intended for us to marry one person 
and be loved, not to be mistreated. That's why it hurts so much. God never intended for us to feel that kind of pain, but we can have peace through Jesus. I want women to understand that God's word not only teaches us how to be good wives, but it also tells us what kind of man we should be with and how we should be treated. I believe that hearing women be vulnerable about the pain they experience in life and how Jesus saved them not only offers a sense of healing for them to share, but for the women listening who can relate because we all have made mistakes. But Jesus came for the sinners. Just like the woman at the well, you are worthy of redemption. And if you have given your life to Christ, you have been redeemed by Christ. And for the women watching who haven't given their lives to Christ, I pray that listening to these testimonies helps them realize that they too can be redeemed and free from bondage through Jesus Christ. I am a woman who has been redeemed by Christ. My plan is not only to spread the good news, but also to give back to young women in need. If you would like to be a part of this series, please feel free to reach out to me. If you just want to support this series, the best way you can support is by watching my videos, following me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, making sure you have your notification bell turned on, and just just watching these amazing testimonies and sharing them. That's the best way that you can help. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this amazing testimony, and goodbye for now.